learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. are the people in your neighborhood in your neighborhood in your neighborhood say who are the people in your neighborhood the people that you meet each day welcome to the small scale life podcast this is your host tom the green man and i hope you're doing well in this first week of spring I'm coming to you almost live from La Crosse, Wisconsin this week. If you've been following the Small Scale Life YouTube channel, you know I have a secret spot here where I can actually sit inside an old tree. Yes, it is a massive tree. It's been raining today, but I might be able to visit this old tree before I leave town. You'll probably see a new Getting Grounded with Tom video from that tree before I leave. But enough about me and my adventures and my special little tree. On this 189th episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast, I'm talking homestead hunting, Robert's Rules, grounding and gardening with Letty Lou from the Liberty All Day blog, podcast, and vlog. Letty is an incredibly busy person. She's married, she has a busy little boy, and along with her own Liberty All Day blog, podcast, and vlog platform, She's a co-host on the 80s Mom podcast and has her own virtual assistant company called Parley Pro Consulting, and there's a podcast with that as well. (laughs) She's very busy. Like Julie and I, Letty and her family are escaping Chicago and returning to the land. They want to get back to a place in a life that makes sense. They want the liberty and freedom to become who they want to be grow their own food, have some animals like a little goat, build a community, and do something simply magnificent in a beautiful place. They are on the path that so many urbanites and suburbanites are on right now, escaping that large city, the rules, and the absolute chaos there. The land rush is on, especially in Wisconsin and western Wisconsin. The prices are climbing and the property is scarce. Homestead hunting has been really tough and intense because potential places are sold sight unseen and as is for premium prices. Will Letty and her family find that oasis in a sea of confusion? I know they will. Remember, dear Letty, good things are coming. It will work out, and you will find the right place for you and your family. Keep your chin up as you keep homestead hunting. Speak it, claim it, believe it. So now it's time for our Hall of Heroes segment. Small Scale Life presents the Hall of Heroes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. As part of intentionally practicing gratitude, I'm starting this podcast by recognizing some folks who've been very active on small-scale life and helped us on our journey. The first one, of course, is Letty Lou for spending her time with me for this interview. Letty and her family will be in Wisconsin soon, and they will be people in my neighborhood. And I wish her all the luck on that homestead hunt. Virtual assistant business, multiple podcasts. Oh, my gosh, that's a lot of podcasts. Odyssey and Liberty All Day blog. You are busy and I hope that it all goes well for you. And now, of course, our next person up is Amy Dingman, fellow Minnesotan. She is a great friend and putting out some amazing itty-bitty thoughts on her YouTube channel. Today's message was absolutely perfect and will be the subject of some future videos and posts. There is a link in the show notes. If Go to smallscalelife.com and find that link. It is really good. And I'll be talking about that in future content. So be prepared for that. And I want to thank Jacob from the Wisdom of Odin for putting out some very good thoughts about connecting with nature and disconnecting from the electronic haze of the modern Western civilization. Jacob is a young content producer, but he is going places. So good on you, Jacob. Keep going, man. And I want to thank the Pine Hill Cottage on Instagram for being a kindred spirit in the Wisconsin woods and interacting with us a lot. Not only me, but Jules as well. And we'll get to that in just a minute. So thank you, Pine Hill Cottage. Good people there. Of course, I want to thank my e-peeps. So who are the e-peeps? These are a group of good energy people out there that I call the e-peeps. I want to say thank you for the good vibes to Mariah, Tim, Trish, Bert, AJ, Hannah, Amy, Greg, Cal, Jules, Jacob from the Wisdom of Odin, and Sean from Osai and the Jupiter. Yes, my list of e-peeps is growing, and that's really exciting. Life is a journey, and it's best to walk down the path with good people in your life. 
As I'm sitting here tonight, I feel like I need to connect all these interesting people somehow. I need to connect them all together. As a people collector, and that's kind of what I classify myself as, I need to connect them. I just feel that need. I need to think about that and meditate on that. I need to figure that out. But more on that later. Most importantly, we want to thank you, dear listener. Thank you for being part of our small-scale life. Let's learn to grow and be a little better every day together. So what are you grateful for? Maybe you should tell that person or organization. You can even tell your favorite podcaster. I won't, uh, I would highly recommend it. And I'll tell you something. Uh, when you get some some kind words from a person, it really does lift your lift your spirits and, and raises you up. I mean, you get a good, you get a bump, good bump out of it. So you should give it a try. You'll feel better. And whoever you're talking to will feel better too. All right. Now, I mentioned Pine Hill Cottage interacting with us and and, uh, and Jules. And what am I talking about here? So I am putting in a plug for a new, um, a new Instagram and a new Facebook page. And that is the Eagles Ridge Barn Dominium platform. Julie has been posting pictures and comments on the Eagles Ridge Barn Dominium Instagram account and the Eagles Ridge Barn Dominium, Barn Dominium Facebook page. You can see progress updates on projects like our fire pit, our DIY restoration projects, and of course the Eagles Ridge Barn Dominium. Jules is doing a great job there and it's been a lot of fun. We've got a big job coming. The house project is definitely a big job, but before that, we're going to have a massive restoration project or restoration and basically a rescue 911 type project coming up so uh, early april we're going to get this thing and we are going to do the rescue 911 <laughs> mouse house renewal and you'll have to see that to believe it but uh, hold on and just uh, stay tuned it's going to be a lot of fun and as far as the house is concerned we are rolling into spring things are getting real as of this week, we have all of our contractors lined up, the builder and the trades. We have a number of permits in place. We just got back our revised plans, and we're almost ready to submit the building permit. As soon as we get that building permit approved and spring road restrictions are taken down, it's go time. Go time. <laughs> we are on fire, and it is go time. So stay tuned. It's about to get real. Seriously. So it's pretty exciting. So stay tuned, strap in, get ready, and uh, stay tuned to us and connect with Jules over at uh, the Eagles Ridge Barnuminium platforms. It'll be uh, there'll be a lot of stuff there. We'll put some videos up as well. So that'll be a great place to stay connected with the project. So now that that intro is out of the way, it's time to settle in with a warm blanket, put on a nice fire, grab some tea from Red Dragon Herbs and Teas, or some other favorite drinky drink. Have a social. Get ready for the show. Without further ado, here is Homestead Hunting and Liberty All Day Long with Letty Lou. Well, welcome okay. to the Small Scale Life Podcast, Letty. Uh, we're really excited to have you on the show. Please tell us about yourself. Who are you? And introduce yourself to all of our guests or all of our followers all around the world. <laughs> Oh man, all around the world. Now you're making me nervous. Oh, I know. <laughs> See, I did that this weekend with Mariah and she did the she said the same thing. So it must be just the same uh, wavelength, same energy, same vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm Letty. I uh I am a stay-at-home mom, wannabe homesteader, blogger, now podcaster, trying to get a parliamentarian virtual assistant side gig hustle thingamajigger going and just trying to live the dream. Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> Right. I mean, and that's really the thing is to uh, we'll get into this, but finding that way you can live your dream or live where you want to have that location independence, have that side hustle, that side gig. I think that's that's the wave of the future, you know, and especially with like Zoom, you, you're not in my house. You're across a few states and there you are. And here I am. And we're able to do this in a, a virtual assistant job or. Um, talk a little bit about that. Walk us through that a little bit, because I think uh, that's kind of interesting. I know it wasn't on the script, but we're going to deviate. Right <laughs> Whatever, we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah. Um, so I've had many careers over my many years, and the most recent one, I was a paralegal. So I went to school, got my associates, got my certificate. I'm a 
certificated paralegal with the Bar Association. And then I worked in-house for a financial services firm in Chicago. Okay. And I was like, then I had a kid and I'm like, I'm not going downtown to work. Right. Being gone 12 hours a day. <laughs> so I left that. We then, um, my husband and I moved up to Northwest Wisconsin. <laughs> we moved in with his parents and I was like, okay, I got to find something to do besides just sit around all day. And I'm like, what are my interests? I am super nerdy, so I'm really into parliamentary procedure and Robert's Rules of Order. I said, well, I might be able to find a way to make money with this. And then last spring, when everything went nuts and shut down, Nicole Sauce from Living Free in Tennessee was like, hey, people at BWE, I'm going to do like these little groups to get people to talk about their side hustles and get them off the road, or get them on the road, get them moving. And I went on one and we were talking and I'm like, you know, like you mentioned looking for a virtual assistant. So I could totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of doing, um, don't have much right now, but my, the one that ongoing project I'm doing is I'm transcribing a friend's farm journals. Hmm. So every couple months she'll send me a new journal and I just make it look beautiful in word and send it back to her after about three months or so. That's kind of cool. And you can work on yeah. that on your own pace and do that kind of thing. Very cool. I mean, Robert's Rules is very important just on how cities, um, cities, villages, counties operate. And there's a certain process and procedure for how that stuff works. And when it breaks down, it is bad, really bad. And uh, I've been at public meetings with my job in previous careers uh, where things have break, broken down. And it gets out of hand in a hurry. So... Um, having somebody to keep it on track and having rules in place. And if you're out of order, you're out. Um, that's really important for the, the democratic process. Otherwise it's going to turn into a mob. So um, yeah, very cool stuff. And I know <laughs> where you are. Um, uh, they might be able to use some rules up that way or somebody that knows how this stuff should be done up your way. <laughs> uh, we'll have to talk about it's that. It's so backwards up there. <laughs> I, know, I know. And we've, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, we'll talk about that offline. So no, no reason to bring that up. But um, interesting, you're in the financial world. Uh, Jules, uh, she works for a financial company right now. They're in the middle of tax season. So they do t taxes and financial planning type stuff and investments and everything. So... Um, yeah, that's an interesting world, um, and uh, there's a whole lot of rules with that as well. So you are a rule keeper then, huh? Oh, yeah, a lot of work in uh, with the uh, SEC, FINRA, mm -hmm. CFTC, CME, like I mean, all the different financial lettered agencies I had to work with, and oh, God, it was such a pain in the rear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd figure that there would be uh, either lawyers or financial people that need a virtual assistant or could use a virtual assistant, especially up in the, up in the North woods. I mean, you know, there's companies here and there that need help and might not be able to find it, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, once we get settled a little bit, I'm going to do some more work to really get that out there. But I did start a parliamentary procedure podcast because yeah. I'm a nerd and I like it. And I figure there's probably one or two people out there that may. And then I found out that, um, Future Farmers of America has a whole parliamentary procedure career development area. So I was like, ooh, wow. that's a whole new avenue I can like explore and go down. So yeah. that's probably going to be happening this summer or fall. Isn't it amazing that you um, you find these little niches and there's like it's like starting to pull on a, a thread on a sweater and suddenly you're starting to pull it all apart. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It, yeah. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And one of the things that I, um, you know, uh, what we start doing here on Small Scale Life is interviewing small business people because I think it really is about connections. You know, like maybe Red Dragon Herbs and Teas, they might need a virtual assistant because they're busy with all the things, stuff and things they're doing and all the market, they're doing all this marketing and all the other things. Maybe they need a virtual assistant or, or maybe like Mariah, she needed an assistant for handling appointments and scheduling appointments and events and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there are lots of little niches where they might not need a full-time person, but they need somebody for some time. And if you stitch all of that together, you can get full-time employment, really. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. So um, before I forget, where do we find, if somebody's interested in that, since we're talking about it, where would they find you if they wanted to hire you to do some stuff? <laughs> 
Okay, so for that they can, I am on LinkedIn. My name is Loretta Dreyer. They can find me on LinkedIn that way or my website is parleyproconsulting.wordpress.com. I know I need to like actually buy domains and all that stuff this year. It's on the, the long list, but um, sure. I'll make sure that you have that yeah. link in an email because I'll make sure that you have the, the links for the my, my blog and mm-hmm. everything as well. Cool. All right. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. See you. Bye. Yeah. See you. Bye. That's good. We're good. We're all good here. So no, I'm glad you're here. And that, that's really cool. Little uh, rabbit hole. Sometimes that's the way it goes. We find something and we pull on it a little bit. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about you and this whole homesteading journey and everything. How in the world you're in Chicago. How do you go from Chicago to getting into homesteading? Where did that transition? Was there an aha moment, a tipping point? How did this happen? <laughs> Um, they're probably like, I, I can't think of any one thing that kind of set me off, but, um, I, I guess it all starts back way back when, in the early aughts, <laughs> when I graduated high school, went to college and I went to the university of Illinois at Chicago. Okay. And like as much fun as I had in the city, I was like, this sucks. There's too many people like. I'm starting to feel claustrophobic. I don't like it. So then after two years, I transferred to a teeny tiny school outside of Tampa that was surrounded by cow farms. And I never realized until then that they raise a lot of cattle in Florida. (laughs) And that was my real introduction to more like country life and whatnot. Um, And I was just kind of like, okay, like I'm, I'm like in this little bit slower pace of life hated the hot mm-hmm. so after two years i moved back out up to chicago but i couldn't get out of my head like that you know you, you can you can have like a slower life you can be more reliant on yourself because it was 45 minutes to walmart you know you couldn't just say okay i'll be back in 15 minutes let me run to the jewel and get what i need and come back you know so you can actually plan mm-hmm. and I've always been a student of history. I've always been a big reader. So like growing up, my favorite was Little House on the Prairie, which I mean, you you can't go wrong with. (laughs) I'm snickering a little bit here because our path is very similar. Um, We were down in Tallahassee for a couple of years right after college. And yes, it was way too hot. Too many bugs, too many snakes and things, and too much work. And then we want to be back by family, especially when my second son was born. So we moved back up to the Twin Cities, and uh, um, then we moved down to Chicago. But yes, uh, and then we're going to go on this next phase of things. But yes, too hot, too many bugs, get out of there. And then the whole city pace is just like too much. You know, Chicago, too much. Even the Twin Cities, especially after the summer, too much. We needed to slow down and, and actually reconnect with the land and everything. I totally get that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> did you find at the University of, Chica- uh, of Illinois in Chicago down, is that the circle down there? Is that what they're calling the circle? Yep. Yep. A uh, little bit where they said, hmm, sun goes down, you don't want to be out there. Did you get that speech? Or? So when I went to school there, they had just started pulling down all the projects on Taylor Street, mm-hmm. but it was still, do not walk down Taylor Street. And I'm like, Pfft. Screw that. I'm walking down Taylor Street to the other side of campus. And people are like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I'm like, look, you just walk down the street and give, like, give them hell attitude. Like, no one's going to bother you. You can't look like a victim. So, I mean, like, at that point, I was like, no one's going to fuck with me. And if they do, I've got 911. I'm, like, ready to go on my phone. Plus, my cousin and her husband were both police officers nearby. So, okay. <laughs> so- I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to a party on the other side of campus. They're like, okay, if you need us, give us a call. Sure. Well, funny story. First time we went down to Chicago, we decided we're going to go to a Sox game. So we went down there and we're like, okay, we're early. Let's go to Michigan Avenue because I've heard so much about Michigan Avenue. I got off where the field is and I took a left, right? So field's right in front of me. I took a left over the, over the freeway, under the L, and we're going. And we're going. And we're going. And it's getting pretty like, oh, my gosh, I'm from Minnesota. I, this is pretty rough, you know. And we got all the way to Michigan Avenue, and it's closed. There's no way onto Michigan Avenue. Besides the Michigan Avenue that you want, the shopping and all that, that's further north. 
So we had mm-hmm. to turn around with our little green Minnesota plated minivan, and we came back through all that to get to, to to the field, to the cell, the Comiskey Field or whatever. So it was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And my wife and kids, and we're like, wow, this is different than the Twin Cities. So different. So yeah, it's a different world down there in Chicago. I got to say, and it's different. It's it's so much different now. I mean, I I'm a sorority advisor, and I was advising our chapter there, and to see how that whole neighborhood has changed in almost 20 years is just mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. There's still like the bad blocks and stuff you want to avoid, but it, it's getting nicer, but it's still mostly a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had, I had staff, uh, when I was running an office down there that talked about their time down there and how it was and where you went and where you didn't. So that's, that's why I asked the question is I had staff that would talk about that in pretty great detail about it. So, so then you're in Chicago and you're like, okay, now I want to get slower paced and suddenly end up in northern Minnesota or middle Minnesota, uh, middle of Wisconsin. How did that happen? Just say I'm heading. <laughs> so it here. didn't happen for a while. Yeah. Um, the first thing that happened was my parents bought a lake house out near Galena. Oh, sure. In Northwest mm-hmm. Illinois. And we'd go out there on the weekends and I was just like, oh man, I love this. It, I love that small little town. And I mean, as soon as like, I get past like Elgin and stuff on the 90. I just, I could just feel like this weight left off my shoulders and he could actually breathe. And oh God, it was great. So I'm like, okay, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. But I was still working and then went to, back to school, got the associates, started working in the city, still going up to the lake on the weekends. And I got married, had a kid, and I was just like, I cannot raise my child here in the suburbs. I don't want to be anywhere near the city. I mean, I had coworkers that would make fun of me because I had a backpack. And in that backpack, I had a trauma kit. I had a first aid kit. I had a change of clothes, extra bottle of water, some snacks and stuff. They're like, what is that? I'm like, well, first of all, like, right after I started, there was a shooting in the building across the street from me at another, at a bank. So I was like, okay, I'm, I can pay attention to this. And... As my husband and I were like, well, you know, there are protests and stuff all the time. If something happens and you can't get out because the trains are going, like, what's your plan? So we came up with, like, different ways for me to get out of the city. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this is this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to have to, like, I'd walk for miles to the office from the train station. And, like, okay, if something were to happen here, like, what would I do? Like, something were to happen over there, where would I go? And. Like it was just mentally exhausting. Sure. No, I totally get that. It's so you are essentially develop. You were developing a bug out bag and had situational uh, emergency plans and situational situational awareness because you had to. You were forced to do that. You had to have that in place just in case something went down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so we had my son, and we're like, okay, we we want to get out of here. But before we even found out we were pregnant, we had planned on going down to Nashville. And we're like, okay, our lease is going to be up at our apartment in the summer. We're moving to Nashville. Like, this fall, we're going to start looking for jobs and places. Then we found out I was pregnant, and I was due, like, two weeks before our lease was up. And I'm like, I'm not moving with a newborn. <laughs> I'm not moving states. Yep. So I said, okay, we'll give it a year. And after that year, my husband actually got a job out in Dubuque. Hmm. So we moved out that way for the summer. And then we ended up moving up north because his parents needed some help up at their their little acre or so that they have up in uh, northwest Wisconsin in the Northwoods. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a year and a half ago that we moved up there. And my husband and I have been trying to figure out, okay, what do we want to do? Where do we, where do we want to be? We thought maybe we wanted to go closer to Madison, but then we were like, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, so we're going to stay up near where he works, which is about an hour or so east of Eagles Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be kind of neighbors. Yeah, we're going to be totally neighbors. <laughs> I'm totally looking forward to this, actually. So what a shift from Chicago, Tampa, Chicago, to <laughs> and now woods, the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really is. Yeah, totally. So what was that like, that transition? I mean, you're going from big city mouse to smaller city mouse to now woods. 
a, a country mouse in the woods. What was that like? Yeah, it really is. Um, it's been eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've been down here in the suburbs for a couple months now with little man, with uh, visiting my parents and helping them out around the house. And I'm just like, I keep looking at this and I was like, I like, yeah, I'm glad that I decided that we want to get out of here to raise my kid because I look at how... Like when we were up there, you know, we'd go to story time at the library and whatnot, and everyone's just so laid back yep. and hey, you're new, where'd you come here from, and that type of thing. And I'm in the burbs, everyone's so what, what, like, who are you? We don't want to talk to anybody. We we just put our nose down and go. Yep. And I've always had this dream. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I've always had this dream of having like a little homestead with like a dozen or so chickens and a goat. <laughs> I've always wanted a goat. I don't know why, but I want a goat. <laughs> oh my God. And then I'm like, well, I can't, I can't do that in the suburbs. So. No. <laughs> it's funny because my, my my son, Danny, his, his uh, girlfriend, she really wants a cow and a goat and like nine dogs and a whole bunch of kids. It's like, Dan, you're going to need a farm, dude. And he looks at me and rolls his eyes. He's like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I totally understand it. I think it's back to, I think the gateway drug here is Little House on the Prairie. Honestly. I mean, like this past fall, I, I was like, I'm going to find myself a good apron. Like I've always mm-hmm. wanted like a nice long apron and not the bib type. And actually, on me, we like found somebody over there who was like, "Oh, well, I I have aprons that I've made. I can make you a custom one." So I'm like, "Take my money, make me a custom apron," and yeah. she did. Wow, cool! <laughs> and it's gorgeous. But like when I wear, I wear it anytime I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, "Okay, like this gets me in the mood. Like I feel like Ma Ingalls. I'm ready to to make my bread or cook my chicken, whatever I'm doing. You know, just." Does it have a um, Does it have a statement on it or anything like, like I've got one that says I'm here I'm dropping a new recipe on your ass, anything like that? Anything fun like that, or is it pretty pretty cool? There you go. Yeah, I had an unstable connection, so I totally missed what you just said. <laughs> I said, do you have a really cool? Uh, is there a cool saying or a pattern on it or anything? I mean, I've got one that says I'm dropping a new recipe on your ass, but you know, is there anything cool like that? Or? No, it it's it's blue. I actually. I, okay. I posted, I did a video and put pictures of it. I'm trying to remember if it was the, the 80s mom podcast page or my Liberty All Day page. It's on one of those pages on MeWe. <laughs> I don't, I, I think it, no, it was Liberty All Day because I did a post about it. Okay, cool. I'll find it and I'll find the link. So that'll be good. That'll be real good. <laughs> so the reason I bring up uh, Little House on the Prairie too, I mean, in our story, I mean, it was 2008. We were in Chicago or in Oswego. Things were going really bad with the economy and I was really stressed out because I was running an office and you know looking to lay off almost all the staff you know and or figuring out who's going to stay and who's going to go and uh, I came home stressed out and Julie's reading Little House in the Prairie to the boys and I sat there you know just like I started listening to this I'm like you know what I don't know how to do anything like and I don't mean like churn butter i don't want to churn butter or you know build a wheel from wood or anything like that but i really don't know how to do jack shit you know so I, there's something that I, I need to start doing something and that's when gardening kind of came into it so gardening was it was little house in the prairie and gardening was my gateway drug you know tomatoes are the gateway drug so that's that's again a similar theme here is getting back to the land being simple learning skills that was all that stuff kind of combined Oh yeah, gardening became my my drug of choice this winter. So yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit. So I know you've got some things go- growing right now. So uh, tell us about your experiment. <laughs> I was like, well, if we're going to make this homesteading thing work, I actually need to know I can grow food, sure, sure. <laughs> and not kill plants because I've never had good luck with that in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I ordered a ton of heirloom seeds over the fall and was like okay we're gonna do this and i found this little peat greenhouse thingamajigger yep and the week before thanksgiving i was like i'm gonna do this so i did two pods of dill two pods of lemon balm two things of chamomile echinacea and uh 
lavender. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to have all these herbs. They're going to look amazing. And the dill sprouted, and it grew really tall, and then it collapsed. Yeah. My chamomile, like I got a couple little green thingamajiggers, and then they died. Hmm. <laughs> Same thing with the lemon balm. Nothing from the echinacea or the uh, lavender. And I was like, okay, well, hey, I put all this arrow garden stuff up on my Christmas wish list. Maybe we'll get something for the arrow garden. I didn't. So I just bought some salad green pods instead. And it's like, okay, we're going to do this. And like that stuff started growing right away. So that, that made me happy. Like, okay, I, I can grow stuff without killing it. Yeah. And after talking to some friends, they're like, oh yeah, like whatever you had in those pods, like that should be done by now. Like you can go ahead and replant and like, okay, so it's been four weeks now since I, yeah, it's been six weeks with the arrow garden, four weeks with this new set of herbs and right before I replanted, like my one echinacea was like, hi, I'm going to visit you. It's been two months and here I am. Sure. <laughs> but Hello. I, yeah, I was like, oh, look at this. Like, I didn't kill you. Okay, yeah. you're growing. So I, I replanted everything else and every, like I've gotten everything to grow except for the lemon balm. It just didn't take off this time. So I'm like, whatever. But, like, I mean, they're growing, and I have roots coming out the sides of the peat pods. So I ran out, and I picked up some soil, potting soil today, because I picked up an aloe plant instead of potting soil last time I went to the store. (laughs) (laughs) So um, either tonight or tomorrow morning, I'm going to transplant what the herbs that have grown. And I have more peat pods arriving on Saturday, so I can try to grow some more herbs. I haven't decided what's going to go in this next batch, but... I'm like, I, I have created life, and yes. it's amazing, and I can do this. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, you just – it's just a process. It's like everything else. It just takes a little time, and, you know, you provide the light, the water, the soil, the nutrients, and things are going to grow. Um, let's talk about the ones that died for a minute. So you said they got really tall. What did the stem look like? Can you remember back oh, it, that? It was all, it was like a very pale green and it was super skinny. Okay. And it almost like the, really thin in, it, at, at a point. Yeah, super thin. Mm-hmm. So it, after talking to some people on the Survival Podcast Discord, they're like, oh yeah, it got really leggy. So it didn't, it wasn't able to like really have a base or anything when it, to support it as it grows. So that's why it just fell down and collapsed. Right. Um, but I was looking at it and I also had, I had it at this point, my parents have a corner sink with windows right there. Mm-hmm. So I had it there. So it had to like grow up and up to reach the, to, to get to the light. And it was cooler. It wasn't really warm in that corner. So November, December, like that makes sense. But this, this last group I actually have next to the arrow garden. And I've been, when I add water, I'm putting some of the arrow garden, um, plant food in there with the water mm-hmm. so I've, and I've got the it's actually raised up so everything's not really reaching for the arrow garden light sure so because they were getting leggy and everyone's like move it up move it up and since then the dill's looking a lot better that's good that's good so the reason I ask that is there's a certain um it's called dampening off and it's actually like a a, back, a virus that attacks the uh, the plants the seedlings um when you have it, it you said a couple key things um, in a colder, cooler spot, you know, because I had this problem in my basement in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, where it's it was cool down there, and I was trying to grow plants, and and it was cool, and it would I get these tomatoes, they look great, and all of a sudden they get to a certain point, and the stem would thin, get really thin, and it would just fall over dead, and that's a dampening off problem where you're growing in cool environments and um it's it just kind of attacks the stem so keeping that a little in a warmer spot is really gonna is is a solution to that and also you know over watering that'll that'll get it too so I, it's a fine dance you know between too much water and too little because then you'll check the soil and it's like oh my gosh this stuff is like clay and it's it's hard as a rock and then you add water and then the plant dies <laughs> so yeah. it's like well, a- and i had some mold growing so i was like okay i overwatered these and mm-hmm. yeah and i was just like well stuff died okay we'll figure it out try it again like yep. Yep. this is my this is my practice so if nothing takes off 
okay, I'm clearly doing something wrong. We're going to have to do some more work. But if I get at least one thing to grow, I'll be happy. Right, right. What I found that really helped uh, my plants in a cool basement was a heat mat. Now they're like 25 bucks a piece, which is a little pricey, and they do have a draw. But, you know, if you're in a cool spot, that might be a way. It, it really does work. And, I, in fact, I, I've made wine and kombucha with these those pads. They're, they're the size of a seed tray. And I put them on a, a big carboy, five-gallon carboy of kombucha or wine or my plants, and all of it did well. So that is a solution, too. Uh, with your aero garden, that's a little different story because that is in a, you know, it's a, a hydroponic thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. So just experience from growing in cool places. So, <laughs> But I'm glad things are growing for you. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really gr- yeah. glad. And you've been eating salads. Yeah, it's and I hate. I'm, I always say I'm not a rabbit. I don't like salad. <laughs> but there's something different when you're you've grown it yourself mm-hmm. and you're just like, hey, I think I'm going to have some salad because these leaves are getting really tall. So I'm going to turn around while I'm sitting at the kitchen table and pluck off a pieces of salad grains and toss them on the plate. <laughs> Give me some of that ranch. It's good. No. <laughs> Oh, God, ranch. Uh, I stepped away from the ranch. I've gone to Italian. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Next level is the uh, little bit of avocado oil and some vi- um, vinegar from the fancy vinegar stores. But those are expensive, too. Oh, yeah. And I don't like avocados, so no avocado oil. But, okay. yeah, I don't mind a good oil and vinegar mix, too. There you go. Awesome. So you did help your parents with their gardening this year. I th- or his. you helped his parents with some gardening. Can you tell, yeah. tell us about that? What did you do? Well, first of all, I told them, which they didn't really listen to my advice, and they probably should have, but I said, you can't just rototill and plant and expect mm-hmm. it to work because your soil is 90% sand. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, if, they're like, we can just throw some black dirt down and it'll work. And I was like, uh, okay, what about fertilizer? Like, what are you going to use for fertilizer? And Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they had a decent like they they actually did a big garden this year. In the past, they have a raised bed that they've used. Um, it turned out okay, but the deer didn't get in okay. thankfully because we we did do some homework. So we did like the two tier fencing, like the tall one right on the inside, and then a couple feet out we had the shorter the shorter fencing. So no deer got in. That's great. That's really good because I'm looking at uh, I've. On Eagles Ridge, we have a trail cam, so can't. I don't know if you can see that, but this is mm-hmm. yep. some pictures and videos from the ridge. We got a lot of deer coming through, so it's like, uh oh, I know what's coming. Then we're going to have fencing. <laughs> we're going to build alcatraz, oh, yeah. you know, so keep them out instead of in, right? So, yeah. Well, and I was looking at it too, and I was just like, oh man, like if you really wanted, like we could make this a chicken run out here too. You know, we mm-hmm. put some some chicken wire on top so the eagles and hawks can't get in and get them and then you got the free fertilizer and they're all like oh chickens are disgusting and dirty and they smell I'm like, but their poop is so good for your garden and the eggs are so good <laughs> but yeah that didn't happen so I'm like, oh i can't wait till i get my own place with my own chickens yeah i think that's that's smart actually to do that and i didn't even think about that but I, that makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense to you know i'm sure was it a six foot fence or was it an eight foot fence that they had a, the tall fence do you remember um it, it was a, it was a six foot fence, okay. and then did we do a? It was either a three or a four on the outside. I can't remember what it was. But. Yeah, so you could easily yeah. close that, and then um, you know you won't have a fox or eagle or hawk coming in to or owl to take out birds. I, that's really smart. Yeah. Actually, that's good yeah. Idea. I was like, just you, you can do like a mobile chicken coop, like and then you just mm-hmm. pull it right up, open the gates, let the chickens out, shut the gate, and then move the, the tractor back. And then at the end of the day. Hustle all in there, and there you go. Yeah, we eat a lot of eggs, so this is something that I'm considering now. <laughs> Our covenants uh, <clears throat> say we can't have those, but there's no one to enforce said covenants. So, <laughs> Liberty all day, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, Better to ask for forgiveness and ask for permission, I say. Yeah, well, that's what our neighbor across the street said. He's He was an older guy that's been there. He owned property across the river, and he came over and introduced himself. So nice. The neighbors have been so great. And he's he was kind of feeling us out a little bit to see, oh, are you going to follow the rules or are you going to bend them a little bit? He actually kind of asked <laughs> it that way. And we're going to like, 
oh, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen how it's gonna happen. We're gonna let the river take us where it takes us. I mean, we'll follow the rules for sure. So. <laughs> Get him on your side, give him some chicken eggs, shut him up, he'll be good. <laughs> right on, exactly. So have you ever had chickens or cows or sheep or anything? No, um, my aunt has a cattle farm, so okay. I'm used to cattle, but that's about it. Yeah, I, have- <laughs> I know so many people with chickens, though, so I'm like, I got plenty of people to go to for questions. Yes, I yeah. Amy Dingman is one on my list. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> yeah. She's, she knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that, that girl knows. <laughs> I know. And I don't have, I've never, I don't have any experience with that stuff either. So I'm in babe in the woods too. So that's a lot of why I'm asking you city mouse versus country mouse. So, so what was the biggest mm-hmm. away from being up in the North woods for a while? Just the planning piece or you got to think about what you need or what was your biggest takeaway from being up there? Maybe a couple of them if you got them. Well, I've always been a planner, so anytime we'd run to the store, I was always like, okay, let's get our list. And I also am that person that does the list like in order as I go through the store, so I'm not going back and forth and back and forth. Just plan, plan, plan. Make sure you know what you need because, like I said, we do have a Walmart in the town where my in-laws are, but it's a teeny tiny one, so they don't always have what you're looking for. So, I mean, we have to go to Rice Lake if we really want anything. Sure. Um, but yeah, just just make sure you have your list. And I'm a, I've become a big fan of uh, pantry management and knowing what I have and what I'm using, so that way I can more accurately again plan and budget for what I'm going to have to get. Absolutely. Do you are you canner? Do you can? Never have, but I really want to. And I've been actually picking up jars when I see them. It's, it's good, <laughs> I've got them under a bed. <laughs> yeah, it's a good strategy because there was a shortage this fall. So everybody yeah. that started gardening started their COVID gardens and they went to canning. So it was mm-hmm. a good, good plan to, to pick that up. And us being in an apartment now, I don't have anywhere to put that stuff. So it's... I got to tell you, moving from a house where you have an extra refrigerator, a uh, freezer, space to squirrel away cans of food and everything, to coming to an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, it's it's really hard. And so I, you know, unless I'm going to take my son's room and put a freezer in there, it's going to be hard to uh, have big stores of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been living out of two bedrooms, so I hear you. <laughs> yeah, space management is always a trick, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about, since we're talking about planning and looking forward, let's talk about your future homestead. What does that look like? If you had your druthers, what does it look like? Oh, God, my dream would be five acres, partially wooded with like a creek running through it. Not too big of a barn, so I can have a space for my chickens and my goat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then my husband and I are actually, we've been talking about rabbits, too. So we're like, you know, we, I, I've met a lot of people now who raise rabbits and again you can sell rabbit urine and their poop for fertilizer and so that's some more income but i was like you can also eat the meat so Mm -hmm. there we go um you know like a couple i wouldn't do one big garden i do like smaller gardens so that way probably some raised beds just make it easier to to access and and manage and just yeah not too close to town but not like superbly out in the middle of the boonies. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's kind of that exurban area, kind of, if you if you will. Like it's not the like you said the boonies, and it's not a suburb. It's more out there a bit. We're kind of moving in. Mm-hmm. Eagles Ridge is, I guess, it's a small subdivision. But Star Prairie, if you've ever been through there, is not a very big town. We're kind of an outlier of New Richmond. Okay. And nobody's going to build behind us unless they're on the east side of the river. So. It's uh, it's interesting. So um, you you mentioned a creek. So why is water important for you? I'm a cancer, so I'm a water sign, and I've always felt more comfortable around the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's just something about hearing the water rushing over, like the stones or whatever, and it just it just makes me feel at peace. Yeah. Like that's what I love about when we go up to the lake house because it's at a lake, and then. When you do the trails around, there's all these little creeks and streams going into it, and it it just makes it just makes me feel like I'm home. Yeah, there's something about running water that really 
it's magic, you know, and I've been, I've gotten into taking video and sound recordings at creeks and rivers. It's just, there's something about it. You know, there's no stretch of river that sounds the same. You know, a little eddy here is different than a little thing going on over here. And it can sound so different just a few hundred feet apart. But um, water was super important to us. We had this debate, uh, acreage or water, what do you want? And we went around and around and we finally said, it's got to be water. We started looking at prices, and it was, it's probably going to be a river because there's more available. You know, the lake mm-hmm. front, I'm sure over by you even, or up there, is super expensive. Is that what you're expecting? Oh, yeah. 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 It's just a factor of it's twice as much more, you know? So it's ridiculous. I agree. Water is cool. And, um, yep, I mean, I'm more of an earth sign as a Capricorn, but, man, I love water. <laughs> I love everything about it. So um, do you see yourself, and and you'll be kind of in the same area as your your husband's parents, too. You're not going to move too far away from them, correct? Yeah. um, He works about about 45 minutes or so from them, so we're trying to get closer to there, obviously. Um, So it'll end up being probably about an hour or so away from from where they live, but it's still about five and a half hours from the rest of our family that's down in Illinois. Yeah. So... There's going to be that, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we just wanted to get the heck out of Dodge. So, I mean, and there's some really cool people out there that I've been finding thanks to me, me and Amy and all these like TSP, LFT, and there's so many people up north. So yes. I'm like, okay, I got some cool peeps up here that I can connect with and make our own little community. Right. Yeah. There's uh Nikki is up in Spooner. I don't know if you've met. Nikki Halverson yet, but online. No. Yeah, she is cool. She's doing homeschooling, making her own soaps. Um, she was. Oh, I'm gonna have to become friends with her. North Minneapolis <laughs> gal, pretty sassy. I mean, she wants to have a finishing school where she teaches ladies all the manners and then have a knife and gun and how to drink whiskey and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> and no one. Uh, that, that, she's my kind of person. <laughs> yeah, I know. She'll do it. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are some really cool people, um, even in our little group uh, for Small Scale Life, we're, we're finding people, and it's cool. And they're just kind of coming out of the woodwork, too. It's really cool. So is there, is there as you're thinking about this, is there going to be one thing that's going to be your aha, this is it? Or is it just going to be kind of a game time thing where you're there and it's like, yeah, this is it? I think it's it's really going to be the bit, yeah, like when you get there and you know, I mean, it, it's difficult right now because my husband's gone on a couple um, visits to look at some different homes up there without me. But I mean, we've been very clear on what both of us is looking for when it comes to a home. And, you know, he, he said, like, we've seen some and we're like, Oh, these are going to be great when we look at them online. And he he goes, yeah, I got there. And it was just, Mm -hmm. yeah, renters. And it was horrible. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. That's too bad. So, I mean, right now I'm kind of depending on him (laughs) to really like just have that gut feeling and know. So yeah. Intuition is important. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's pretty busy up there. Market wise. It's still pretty hot. Oh my God. (gasps) There was a house that we saw. It went on the market he got an appointment the following morning at nine. And by the time he was in there at nine, they already had two full price offers in sight unseen. And we were the third. Wow. <laughs> and they were like, no, we went with someone else. And I'm just I'm like, I have a child. I need to find him a house. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, um, when we sold our house in Minneapolis, we had 32 showings, 16 offers, some of the most ridiculous offers I've ever seen. And, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. You mentioned having a, a letter to the owner. That was that was actually effective for us because we. Uh, she was a little quirky. She her offer was a good a good amount, but then she it was like a weird number, and we're like, "How the heck did you come up with this number?" And she's like, "Oh, well, that's the address of the house." And we're like, "Oh, okay." And then she had this really nice letter about her dog and cat and how she was going to be, you know this would be great for and it was like okay yeah this feel this is the right person for this house and, and i hope she's doing well and loves it so yeah it does work actually i know a lot of people were saying oh write a letter write a letter it worked for us i'm like well it didn't work this first time but that just means it wasn't meant to be so next time it'll it'll work exactly 
it'll the right thing is going to happen, right? If it's not absolutely it didn't happen, it wasn't meant to be. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I know our time is getting a little short. I did want to talk. You had a you had a podcast on the Liberty All Day blog or library channel about grounding. Let's talk about that a little bit. So you've been standing in the snow. Not as much as you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, here's a little nuts going out when it's like super below zero. I know. Um, but I I haven't been like super grounding when I do do it. I don't go out completely barefoot because my parents are like, it's already bad enough that I don't make my toddler wear slippers and socks and t-shirts under his shirts all day. And I'm just like, whatever. Like he's a furnace. He's worse than his dad when it comes to like how warm this kid is. Sure. I'm like, I don't care. But um, I'm a, like I prefer to be barefoot or wearing soft sole moccasins 24 mm-hmm. seven. So when I do go out, I'm usually in the moccasins, so I can I still get the coldness, but I may not be like be right in the snow. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was just out there a little bit ago, so it was. It's actually nice. It's 17. It was like a heat wave, and I I really didn't do it the past week because it's just been so brutally cold up here. It's just. Oh God, yeah. Gets to be a safety thing. So, are you? Do you do some meditation with that too, or is it just kind of a thing you do and the way you are? And this is. It, it's just one of my little quirks. Like they've all, my parents always said I was nuts because, like I said, I'd rather be barefoot because I like to feel the. I'm I'm klutzy. Mm-hmm. I'm super klutzy. So if I can feel the ground beneath my feet, I know that I'm stable and I'm not going to fall or trip. And like my my favorite is to. To just like dip your toes in the water, like I love it. Mm-hmm. We were talking with water. I love to be at the water. I don't like sand. I can't do it on sand, but like, interesting. If it's like a rocky bottom, I, I oh, there's nothing better than the feel of the rocks under the under your feet, and then the waters that's splashing against your toes and everything. And you know, you it it really does just it changes your mind. It calms you and it just centers you and. Like I, I don't, I don't feel so stressed whenever I do it, you know, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it much this past year because the in-laws, like I said, their ground is really sandy. So there's ants everywhere and I'm allergic to ant bites. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you out to Eagles Ridge because we have rocks, lots of rocks, lots of rocky water. It's uh it's beautiful. Yeah, right? It's got good sound. I'll have to put up a I'll have to put up a little video of uh of George the Rock. Um it's uh we have names for everything, but you'll find that too. You'll start to name things and <laughs> it's just there's a lot of rocks and it's really cool down there. And eagles too. That was a thing that we saw. When we got there, we were looking at it and there every almost every time we've been there, there's an eagle, young eagle, mature eagle somewhere flying near the property, down the river, somewhere. And uh, it's, it's amazing. Eagles and my red-breasted woodpecker friend who likes to squawk at me quite a bit everywhere I go these days. I don't know. He's trying to tell me something, you know. So. <laughs> You're blogging. How often are you blogging? Let's, uh, let's talk about Liberty All Day. So I started that about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I got a kick in the rear end from Jack Spearco because he's like, it's not that hard to start a blog. And I'm like... I guess I could start one. And I created it and I was like, okay, how do I actually post a blog? He's like, type and hit submit. I'm like, no, seriously, like, where do I? <laughs> like, okay, I'm on the word. I was like, where is the like link to actually like start the blog? And he says, he's like, can you do this? Here's screenshots of how to do it. Have you actually so I'm like, okay. changed emails with Jack? No, um, he used to do Mimi Mondays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. it was like during the Mimi Monday. And and he, he's, he's, he actually, like, called me out on a podcast later that week. He's like, hey, there's somebody in our chat, like, how do I start a blog? And I'm like, you just do it. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks, Chad. Like, now I feel like an idiot. You just got to um, sand. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I started and I was going daily. I was doing five days a week blogs. Uh-huh. And then November hit and I was like, I'm going to do NaNoWriMo this year. And I did, like, maybe three blogs that month because I was trying to write a 50,000 word novel and then after that I went to about like every week or so I wasn't consistent for a while and then the pandemic hit and I started back to every single day like I was doing seven days a week these are my thoughts like this is what I'm experiencing right now just to because I was like this is something that's important to to we need to have the history of what's happening right now we need people's perspectives and I have a very different perspective from the rest of my family (laughs) so 
I was like, okay, we're going to get my perspective because this my perspective clearly isn't being shared anywhere else. Okay. And then I was like, okay, that got to be too much. So I was like, okay, we're going to go to once a week. So every Sunday night or Monday morning, I got a new post coming out. And at the end of the year, I started, I joined up with the uh, 80s Mom podcast. There's a third mom in the holy trinity of moms over there. And I was like, oh, this podcasting thing is actually really easy. Yeah. I could probably do my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I started too. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the one for Liberty All Day, it's it's my thoughts in five minutes or less. And it's just a, like a continuation of that week's blog. Can you hear me? There we go. There we go. There we go. I got the unstable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You must be uh, slaying the big boss. But uh, yeah, you were saying, so the five minutes, it's an extension of the blog. And you're doing that on library, right? Yeah. So I'm actually posting those. I have a library Odyssey page. That, that, that's one of that's one of the platforms where I'm sharing them just in case anchors ever like oh we're gonna pull your blog or your uh, podcast because we don't like your politics or whatever and then like on the, on that library and Odyssey page I also have been sharing little videos of my my arrow garden experience like today I think I did one yesterday which was day 39 I think maybe day 40. I don't quite remember. I'm somewhere in there. <laughs> and if I remember right. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm really liking that platform because I earn cryptocurrency for watching videos and I can share them. And if people like them, they can tip me and I can earn cryptocurrency that way. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's one of the frustrating things about that other very large video sharing platform. You know which one I'm talking about. It's like... You're never enough to get paid for anything. I mean, I've had a few virals videos, and it's just, you're always chasing the tail all the time. I mean, I had a I had a channel on there. I had maybe 10 videos. And this fall, like, what made me go to library was I got a message. Oh, we've removed this video from the platform because it doesn't fit our standards. It was a, it was a video, like a 30-second video of a flipping hot air balloon flying across the sky. Like what, like what, how, I, I, I don't understand. And I was like, you know what? Screw you, YouTube. Adios. That's really weird. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm like I, I don't understand. I'm like, it's a hot air balloon. How does this violate community standards? I, I, I don't get it. That's really strange. Somebody who was afraid of heights must have reported you or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, right? I was just like, I'm, like, I'm just sitting there like flabbergasted, like, what the heck are you trying to do? Like, I this makes no sense to me. Yeah, that's really bad. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it had been up for like six months too. So you're off to a like... platform and more stable and not with guidelines that shift every time somebody blows in. So yeah, this is much better. Yeah. Yep. I'm on YouTube for now, but um, or that platform that shall not be named. I'm on that for now, but we'll see. It's a good thing I'm over on Library as well. So. Things are just kind of immediately put over there. And, and uh, I think as once Jack goes, you know, as he dares them to ban him, <laughs> they might come for us all. But, you know, at least we'll have a backup there. And where stuff is safe, right? I mean, nobody's messing with that. Pretty much. Yeah, so cool. You've got blog posts. You've got podcasts. You're on a, you're a guest host on a podcast. You've got video. you got it all going on. Way to go. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's just. I got to stay busy as, you know, when I'm, I got the little guy. So I'm like, when I'm, now that he's bigger, I actually have time to do stuff for myself. So it's like, what can I do? Let me have some fun. So once we, once we get established and we get our, our place, I'll actually have an office set up and like a real podcasting set up instead of just talking into my computer. Yep. And maybe I'll get like a nice camera so I can actually do better video and maybe actually learn how to edit my podcast and videos because right now I just take it and post it. Yeah, videos are something that I'm got to learn how to better edit. So, I mean, you know, it's time, right? How much time you got for all these things, all the things. So, and this, is, yeah. and right now, this is my bedroom. It's my office. And bedroom, <laughs> so, <laughs> soon it'll be a, an actual office and an actual room that's not my bedroom. So, that'll be good. I know we're almost up on time, so I want to be respectful of that. So where where are you taking this in the end? Do you look at affiliates or selling something or kind of working with your paralegal thing? And Or what, what do you see this? What's the future of Liberty All Day? 
So Liberty all day, I don't know. It's just kind of, it, it's more of like the old school, like live journal type blog, you know, I just kind of like, Oh, this is kind of what we did this week. And sometimes I get a little political on there. Like I said, a little ranty, but it's harder to rant when you're typing versus speaking, which is kind of why I started the podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of my outlet right now. I, I think like the monetary side of things is going to come with the parliamentarian, um, the side hustle and that podcast, because right now I'm looking at, again, once we get set up and I get an office, I want to do videos so I can actually do videos. And those, when I put them on Odyssey, you're going to have to pay to watch those. So I can make a little bit of moolah coming in that way. But um, yeah, again, it, We'll see where we'll see what happens. Maybe one day I'll monetize Liberty all day, but mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Something will reveal itself or not, you know, and we'll let the river yeah. take us where it takes us, right? Yeah, if, if if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Exactly, exactly. So, where can we find you online? We talked about a lot of different places, so let's run through them again, so everybody has them, so they know exactly where to find. Okay, so. I am, I have my blog, it's libertyallday.home.blog. I know I'm getting the domains and stuff taken care of later this year, so it'll be like libertyallday.com at some point, but right now it's still the free WordPress site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I'm on MeWe, it's, I have a page there, it's just Liberty All Day blog. And then over on Odyssey, I am at Liberty All Day. And then you have your parliamentary uh, site. Yes, and what's the name of it? I'm trying to think what's the name of that podcast. The name of the podcast is I Second the Motion. Um, And then the, but you can just go to my website and it's parleyproconsulting.wordpress.com. And I also have an Odyssey channel for the podcasts. And that Odyssey channel is at Second the Motion. Or is it Second Motion? I don't remember. I'll I'll make sure I email it to you so you have the right links. That would be really cool. So cool. Well, thank you for being on our show. I really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, good luck with the ho- with the house hunt. Uh, you know, we're going to be documenting our project, so feel free to take a look and um, follow along. Um, and we'll be watching what you're doing too. So hopefully, we'll be neighbors. Yeah, we'll be able to help you out. If you have a, That's right. Stumps to clear. I told Amy that once, like I'm so like we got to have a little get together and everybody all along that corridor between me on the eastern end and her on the western end, and we'll find somewhere to meet up and say, "Look, we actually got to meet people in person." I know, right? I know. Summer solstice at the Eagles Ridge would be great. That'd be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. We'll have a building underway, and it'll be a good time to take a break. So, yeah, good times. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll we'll get you going so you can uh, get back to your get back to your little man and everything else. So, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Tom. This is fun. Yeah, it's nice to connect and get to know people in the neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. Good luck in Chicago. Oh God, thanks. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay warm. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yep. This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. Who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Everybody, this is Tommy Cakes. How you doing? It's been a great show. We really like this show. 
Thank you, Letty, for being on the show. We learned a lot about being a virtual assistant, trying to find the homestead. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it, though. It's so difficult these days. You have to have the right people and connections. It's all about the network. Who's in your network? Who do you know? Maybe I can help you with that. I'm Tommy Cakes. I got the people, I got the places, and I got the faces. So before we got to get into that, though, we're going to have a little thing. Yes, we're going to have a social. So let's uh, open up this and pour a little bit of that. Oh, delicious. Okay, oh, the deliciousness. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. Everybody, raise a glass. Here we go. One, two, three. Social. Ah, it's delicious. It's delicious. So I'm so happy to be back here on Small Scale Life. This is Tommy Cakes. I am the master of the deal. And, you know, you need to know some local people. And I got some local people. I will connect you with these local people. And we will get you a homestead. Yes, it will be a homestead for premium. No, we don't want premium prices. But we'll find something and we'll, we'll see what we can do. We can make a deal. Right? We can make a deal. This is how it works in the world. We'll just get a deal and this is how we do. Bada boom, bada bing. And suddenly we got our little homestead and we're happy. We got the goats. We got the chickens. We got all these things, these things going on. The garden. We got plants. We got... We got vegetables, we got meat, we're good, we're good, everybody good, we're good. So this is what we'll go, keep your chin up, I've got some connections, we'll get you connected with the people here with Tommy Cakes. Tommy Cakes got you covered, we got this, we got this, but before I go, we're gonna have a little social, gonna get your glass, you missed the first one, get your glass up there, get it up, get it up, get it up, all right, this is Tommy Cakes, three, two, one, social, have a little drinky drink. Mm. Delicious. Delicious. All right. And up in Wisconsin, you're going to have an old fashioned. You're going to have some of that. I have a little fish fry, a little bada bing, bada bing, and they're all good. You know, everybody's good. How's the fish? It's delicious. Right every time the fish is delicious. So there we go. All right. I'll be talking to you soon. We'll get you connected. Letty Lou. Letty Lou, the virtual assistant. Get her hired. Somebody hire this girl. She's got so much potential. She's got a lot of potential. Get her hired. All right. I'll talk to you later. This is Tommy Cakes. We'll see you later. Bye. Without further ado, here is Homestead Hunting with Liberty. Here, without further ado, here is. <clears throat> without further ado, here is Homestead Hunting and Liberty all day long. <sighs> without further ado, here is Homestead Hunting and Liberty Day. Delicious. Salud. Stolat. I sound like a dumbass all the time, so. Yes. Yes. 